0: This episode is brought to you by my wonderful patrons. I'd like to give special shout outs to my top tier patrons, David from Portland, Tom from Pancake Analytics, The Snorlaxian, Connor from Rock Pokemon, Mike, Night Knight, Hogan, Big No Face, and Matt from FerrariTron. I also can't forget, today's episode was executive produced by Leo. Thank you so much for believing in me and backing the podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to support these episodes, become a patron. I have two tiers at $3 and $5 a month. Joining the first tier gives you exclusive access to patron posts and a vintage card from my collection signed by me. The $5 tier gives you access to everything you get in the $3 tier, along with also having access to our Discord community. It gives you the opportunity to talk to other collectors, discuss market performance and news, show off your mail days, and of course, ask questions. Whether you join or not though, I still appreciate you listening. Hello everyone, my name is Jess and welcome to the Geeked Out Collecting Show where we apply financial and investing principles to our favorite hobby collectibles like Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, Fortnite, comic books, Funko Pops, you name it, we talk about it all. And this episode is going to be a great one because I have talked in the past about my collecting strategy and what we'll be doing today is specifically talking about why I've decided to stop buying graded Pokemon cards, sort of. I will be going over three reasons why I've decided to do this, so let's go. For the first reason, right now, we're kind of seeing everything being a little expensive. A lot of slabs out there right now are priced relatively high. The market has been a little bit frothy out there, so sellers are trying to capture more profit margin uh, because of that, which makes sense. The issue that I'm having, though, is sometimes these cards aren't priced for their current market value a lot of them have a lot of future pricing priced into it because of that so essentially for a lot of slabs right now we might be seeing prices that are technically two three four five years from now in the future and i'm not trying to pay future prices for right now so if you are not particular in your cost basis and your buy-in for certain slabs it can be very difficult for you to get ROI of those slabs in the future it may take a long time for you to you know capture the full ROI of it maybe it does some retracing and you've kind of in a way overpaid and so recapturing that initial value plus seeing actual ROI it could take a very long time for that to happen but also you may never see ROIs at all for certain cards which goes into my next point point two is A lot of the slabs right now honestly have ceilings there's only so high a lot of these slabs will go in terms of growing in value so obviously because of that what you don't want to do is you don't want to buy so close to the price ceiling because if you buy too high where it's too close to the price ceiling you know obviously your roi is going to be limited over time, which is obviously not what you want, but also considering the slow drip of supply that's going to be coming into the market over the next two, three years with all the grading services catching up with their backlog, we could expect to see some prices of certain slabs go down depending on how much the population increases over time. So you really do run that risk of overpaying for a particular slab and, you know, either the slab takes a very long time for you to actually see ROI, like I had mentioned before, but also paying too close to the price ceiling, like we've said before. And and so if Uh, if certain cards already have a price ceiling, and let's say the population is continuing to increase, you can actually see that price ceiling go going down, which ultimately means that your margins or your ROIs may not be what you expected for that card when you paid for it. So this just goes back again to a point that myself and many, many, many of my guests on the show has talked about, which is you have to manage your cost basis. And you also really need to take that into serious, serious account, just because, again, if you're looking at this from an investing perspective, we want you to be in the best position that you can. We want you to buy slabs, not only that you like, but hopefully that you can also see, grow, and appreciate over time. And of course, many, many slabs will do that. You just also... You don't just want to indiscriminately buy slabs, assuming that they will all grow. You do want to have some strategy. You do also want to have some knowledge and you do want to analyze the market a little bit just to make sure that you're buying at at nice, good prices in the market. And the third point, really, it's a personal preference of mine, And honestly, I find grading to be fun. I find being on the hunt for certain raw cards, near minty or minty cards, light play cards, to potentially also send out to be graded is a fun process. Uh, getting those grades back and seeing how well you graded those cards is a fun process. And also seeing, you know, nines and tens come in, it's it's really awesome. I love slabs because I love having stacks of slabs. Honestly, this goes beyond just cards It also goes into comic book slabs, which I probably have talked about previously. I do also like buying comic book slabs just because I love slabs. I love valuable items or items that I cherish being encapsulated and saved into something so that they can be protected from time and from myself. So I I love slabs. And so one great way, obviously, to acquire slabs is just to get the raw card and then send it off to get graded. And that process is really fun to me. I, I enjoy it. So that's something I want to continue to do. And of course, other than the fact that it's enjoyable is one obvious benefit, but the other benefit is too is, you know, I'm, I'm able to very deliberately manage my cost basis. So sometimes, depending on what you find and how diligent you are and, and how good you are at grading and how uh, well you're able to spot out imperfections in eBay listing pictures, that kind of dictates a lot of things here too, right? You can get PSA 10 cards for a lot cheaper than what they may be going for their current market value so you have a lot of margin spread that that can really happen when you have a card that you think is minty you know or hopefully that is actually minty and then when you send that in to get it graded there's a whole lot more margin for you to play around with so let's say a card does have a ceiling and let's say because you bought it raw, and then you also got it graded, your cost basis is really low. So that mitigates some of the risk that you have in terms of seeing cards retrace. You know, like I was saying before, you know, if you buy too high, you could sometimes see those cards retrace. And, you know, hopefully, obviously, the market does that a lot. So a lot of the times you can obviously expect cards to to go back to that initial price, but sometimes that's not always the case. So if you get cards graded yourself or through a middleman or, you know, anyone else that's involved in the process with you, uh, that can be a really great way to help mitigate your risk. But of course, it's also a little bit more of an advanced strategy because you do have to be very patient. You do also need to be very detail-oriented with the cards when you're reviewing them online. And even if you are incredibly detail-oriented, there are still things that you might miss just because of the angle of the card or the lighting of the card of the picture. So there are a lot of things that can kind of fall through with this kind of strategy. But it is also something great to practice because then you become a more aware, a more informed uh, collector. So these skills, obviously building them up over time is 120% beneficial and something that I would suggest everyone to, to work on. And there are ways to work on that without you know spending grocery money which i would never want anyone to do obviously when it comes to collecting the money that you put in you have to put in money that you're willing to lose right at the end of the day because this is just cardboard this is just speculation the value for these things could disappear overnight right for whatever reason so i definitely suggest not putting money into it that you cannot risk losing So but but there are definitely ways to, like I was saying before, you know, bring up your skills to a certain point where you feel incredibly comfortable going out and buying raw cards and feeling confident about the grades that you will get if you do send it in. So when it comes to collecting and how people collect, it's honestly really personal and there really isn't ever a one size fits all strategy because there are so many factors that come into collecting. You have to consider what you like, you have to consider what your budget is, and you have to consider why you're collecting. I mean, those are very important things and they're different for everyone, right? So don't get me wrong, obviously, I've said this before, I love slapped cards, but I also know that there are cards that I'm just, first off, incredibly priced out of. Obviously, the Charizard PSA 10, that is a card that not many of us can own at this point in time. A lot of us have been priced out of that card but there are other cards too that don't command nearly that kind of price point that we're still priced out of but again it just comes back to learning a bit of patience if there is a card that you really 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 want one thing that i try to tell myself even if it's a card that i've been priced out of for example i try not to tell myself that i can't have that card and the reason being is because there are always ways to potentially find cards at a bit cheaper price, potentially at your price level. So buying cards raw is absolutely one way to do that. Now, of course, there are some very expensive raw cards, don't get me wrong, but those are more tangible entries for people who don't necessarily command incredible amounts of income or wealth to afford sealed product, sealed vintage product, or or certain very incredibly high priced slabs. But at the end of the day, Really, collecting is a long game. You've got to be here for the ride and here for the journey. So if you are patient and you're willing to wait to get cards that you love in price points that are tangible for you, then I think you can absolutely grow your collection to be a tremendous collection that, that you really enjoy and that you love showing off to others. But one thing I do want to note here is that at the end of the day, the value is in the card and not in the slab. It is not in the grade. Uh, you want to make sure that when you are buying slabs, if you do, if you found a slab that you think is a good price for that uh, particular moment in the market, you absolutely buy it if it's something that you've wanted and that is within your price point. I would say, hey, go ahead and do it. I mean, that, that would be the same with myself because I say that, you know, I stopped buying slab cards, kind of. If, if there's a good price for a particular slab that I've been looking for, then absolutely I will buy it. But you do want to remember to buy the card and not the grade. Because now that we're seeing certain fluctuations within the grading service world, we're seeing backlog to be incredibly long, service wait times to be incredibly long, and the increases in the price hike will absolutely change your cost basis. So with all of those different factors, we're definitely going to see the market change and respond to some of those things and it will be incredibly important from now into the future to make sure that you are buying the card and not the grade. If you buy a weak 10, it's possible that in the future it won't command as good or as high of a price value as a strong 10 would. Same with a 9, same with an 8, same with a 7. Uh, that, those are things that will likely come into play into the future. And so again, I want you to mitigate those risks by you know just buying the card and not the grade being patient if you see a few weak tens out there pass pass on them if if you want strong tens if you want to mitigate your risk so this is obviously just my hot take but what do you think do you agree do you disagree let me know because as i said i'm here to learn